welcome to episode two of the accompanying the Holy Family Advent series. I'm Lisa Martinez, the founder of Little with Great Love, and our journey continues. After our first week of Advent, our prayer was that the virtue of hope would rise in you, and we hope that it did. As we are journeying together with the Holy Family, we want to be a support to you along the way. So we've made it super easy to keep up with us and each other on the journey with the Holy Family this Advent. And here are those four simple ways. Number one, follow along weekly using our free ebook download in our shop. Every journey needs a map. In our ebook, that's what it is. It'll help you navigate through this season. There's a link in the notes if you need it still. Number two, you'll receive notifications about new podcast episodes when you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. So click subscribe because there are only six episodes, so there won't be that many notifications. Number three, connect with us on our blog. New podcasts are published on Sundays, then they hit the blog on Tuesdays, and for our final Christmas episode on Thursday. So blog comments, still a thing, try it. (laughs) And number four, let's chat on Facebook and Instagram. We share the links to our podcasts and blogs there and much more. So don't be shy. Leave a comment or send us a DM. We'd love to hear how your journey is going and most importantly, how we can pray for you on that journey. Okay, now let's enter into our second week of Advent. As we light the second candle on our Advent wreath, it represents faith. Centering on this theme of faith, Little With Great Love contributor Tammy McCarthy shares her reflection in scripture. This is found on pages six to eight in our accompanying the Holy Family ebook. We pray that faith will increase in you, especially in this second week of Advent. You can read more about Tammy and our other contributors in the introduction of your ebook. Now let us quiet our hearts and enter in with the Holy Family. Our theme for the second week of Advent is faith. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Mark 9, 24. How often have we struggled with the truth of who God is? Which truth do we not believe? Do we struggle with him being eternal, all-powerful, perfect? Do we fully believe that he has called us by name, according to Isaiah 43.1? Do we stand on his promises for our good? I need greater faith in who God is and his plans for my life. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I have often uttered these words when my problems and sufferings seem too difficult of a cross to carry. I can convince myself that God's blessings don't extend to me because of my past failings and sin. I can begin to believe that a strong faith is not obtainable for me. However, that is a voice of condemnation, not conviction. The truth is that a true gift is freely given, and faith is a gift. The Catechism defines faith as a gift of God, a supernatural virtue infused by him. Before this faith can be exercised, man must have the grace of God to move and assist him. He must have the interior helps of the Holy Spirit, who moves the heart and converts it to God, who opens the eyes of the mind and makes it easy for all to accept and believe the truth. Catechism 153. To unlock this gift of grace, we must also seek understanding and trust. We must open our hearts to the promptings of the Spirit and allow the Lord to open the eyes of the mind and move our hearts. We must be still, 
and allow the Lord to work within us. Our faith grows when we give up control and we allow the gift of faith to change us. Do you know the faithfulness of God? Please go listen to my song choice for you, Still, on our accompanying the Holy Family playlist on Spotify. There's a link to the playlist in the notes. As you listen, ponder this. Do you have the faith like the verse in this song that proclaims, I rest my heart on all your promises because I have seen and know your faithfulness. God wants our heart to rest in him. He wants to give us the gift of faith. A reading from the book of Luke, chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. When he had finished all of his words to the people, he entered Capernaum. A centurion who had a slave who was ill and about to die, and he was valuable to him. When he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and save the life of his slave. They approached Jesus and strongly urged him to come, saying, He deserves to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he built the synagogue for us. And Jesus went with them. But when he was only a short distance from the house, the centurion sent friends to tell him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am unworthy to have you enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not consider myself worthy to come to you, but say the word and my servant be healed. For I too am a person subject to authority, with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And I say to another, come here, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him, and turning, said to the crowd following him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. When the messengers returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. Imagine the scene. Jesus has been preaching to the crowds all day. They hang on his every word many of them longing for his touch. They want physical healing of their wounds, and yet he is there to heal their souls. He offers them so much of himself, and yet their faith is based on miracles and what they see. They walk miles to be with him and sit in his presence. They don't understand what he offers them. The centurion, moved with love for his servant, sends a messenger to ask Jesus to heal his servant. He doesn't go himself. He doesn't want to bother Jesus with his needs. The centurion felt unworthy of what he knew Jesus could do, and yet he still asked. He believed that Jesus had the power to do what he was asking. He recognized the authority from which Jesus spoke. His faith was not lacking in what the Lord could do, but in whether the Lord would do it for him. But say the word and my servant will be healed. He had faith. Jesus says to him, I tell you, not in Israel have I found such faith. His faith healed his servant. What will this gift of grace do in your life? Your faith can heal the deepest wounds in your heart and fill the places of longing for a creator. Faith can move mountains. So how do we strengthen this gift of faith? Acknowledge the faithfulness of God in your life. I love to write prayer intentions in a journal. I describe in detail the thoughts, worries, and the concerns that are on my heart. 
And then about a month later, I like to go back and cross out all the prayers that he has answered. I cross it out and I make a red heart. His love has redeemed that worry. This activity reminds me to practice gratitude. My faith grows as my gratitude for what the Lord has done for me increases. Read God's promises of faithfulness to you. Look up several Bible verses or use the ones listed below that speak about God's covenant to his people and his faithfulness. Memorize these verses or write them down so you can declare these over your life when you are in a tough place. Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You only have to keep still. Leviticus 26, 12, I will be your God and you will be my people. Deuteronomy 7, 7, the Lord set his heart on you. Plant seeds of faith in others. Be willing to help lead a Bible study or help out at your parish's youth group. Use your knowledge of the faith to inspire and strengthen the faith of others. Be willing to chaperone mission trips and have coffee dates over scripture. Let us pray. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Give me the strength to cling to my faith in tough times. Help me to be still so the Lord can change me from within. May I lean into greater trust in your plan for my life. Jesus, I trust in you. For your journaling time, please reflect on the following questions. For those using the ebook, there is space provided for writing or drawing. Where is God calling me to rest my heart on his promises? Where am I struggling with a situation or a truth that I can't comprehend on my own? Where do I doubt and lose faith in him? Do I have faith to believe in his promises? For further resources related to this theme, I recommend reading another post I wrote about planting seeds of faith. Grab your free printable of affirmations from our Little with Great Love shop. Put these up around your home and declare God's faithfulness and love over yourself. Listen to some of the great stories of faith from the saints. Check out our podcast, Saints for Slackers, now available on Apple and Spotify. Find the links to these resources in our ebook and on our blog, littlewithgreatlove.com. This week is going to feature a little bonus section from me, kind of a letter from the author, if you will. When I was writing this post on faith, my only sister was on a ventilator fighting for her life from COVID. It was a struggle to write on faith as I was climbing that mountain myself of trust. And I was leaning into faith in a God who loved my sister more than he loved me and resting on his promises that he would give me the grace to endure whatever it would be that would be the result of my sister's hospitalization. We're all broken instruments. We're all people that the Lord chooses to use because he gives us the grace in any situation to do what he asks of us. A great priest friend of mine once said that pros play hurt. They get in the game. They're on the field. Don't push off what God is doing in your heart because of your struggles. He will provide you the grace to endure whatever he's asking you to do because his grace is sufficient. Thank you for accompanying the Holy Family and us this Advent. 
Please join us next week and may God continue to bless our journey together, friends.